Hi, it's Adrian here, the host of Talk Design Podcast. I would like to welcome you to a special series that I've created with the AIA Austin chapter. This is for their homes tour, which will be held in October on the 22nd and the 23rd in Austin, Texas. This homes tour I've been to many times and it's a wonderful event. It's really well curated and incredible homes on it. And this year we've got homes from a bunch of Austin's best architects and some really exciting projects. I've had the pleasure of interviewing each of these architects about the project and about the nuances of the project. So when you get a chance to listen to these podcasts, you're really going to find out some special little tips and have like a tour from the architect through each of these homes. The other thing that the AIA Austin chapter has done is they've arranged for webinars with the architects who have homes on the tour. These will kick off on the 21st of the 9th, and then they will run through to the 12th of the 10th. If you look up the AIA Austin's home tours schedule, you will find these listed there. This would be something really special. In the meantime, what I would ask you to do is subscribe to the Talk Design podcast. You'll find us online at www.talkdesign.show and on every podcast platform that you care to listen on. If you can subscribe there and then go to the latest series, which will be the AIA Austin Homes Tour. So have a look for that and dig out some of your favorite architects. There's lots to learn. And then if you are going to make it to the tour in person, you will also learn a whole lot more about these homes by listening to what the architects have had to say. You'll also see on our website some amazing photography by Leonard Fomansky, who has done the photography for the tour this year. So thank you for listening, and I look forward to presenting each of these architects to you in this AIA Austin special series. Take care and enjoy. My guests on Talk Design today are Clara and Kevin from Dick Clark and Associates in Austin, Texas. Um, we are talking this morning about their AIA Homes Tour. And in the Homes Tour, they have a beautiful home, which is Vast 2 Home. It's in West Austin, and this one's really worth the journey out. So they're going to take us to and through this home, a little bit of a wander as we go. So... Welcome to the show. And thank you. Thank, thank you, you for having us. For having us. Pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Absolute pleasure. It's really fun doing this. And, you know, I think the AIA Homes Tour, I've been to plenty of them and other homes tours around the world. It's certainly right at the top of the list of amazing that these people in Austin actually let people through their homes, especially on the volume of people that they do. Um, it's incredible. And yeah, like you compare it to other homes tours and you see some amazing architecture on this where other homes tours, you just don't get that many people that have got these homes that will let them in, but let you know the, the public through. So from that point of view, I think it's really cool. So tell me about Vast2 House. So you guys have a long history of amazing architecture in the area and this one is no different. So maybe start me off with... It's where it is, the location, and how you met those needs, and the client brief as well. 
Sure. Well, um, the client is actually was an existing client who we've done a lot of commercial work with. So not Kevin or I personally, but our commercial team knows him well. Uh And I think he had always wanted a Dick Clark house. So Kevin and I went out, gosh, three years ago now. Pre-pandemic. Pre-pandemic. Yes. The entire design was pre-pandemic. But it went to construction right at the beginning of the pandemic. Well, they're probably actually happy about that because that would have saved them a fortune compared to what it would be if they started today. Yeah, I think it was a good deal. It did work out good for a number of reasons that we probably don't have time to go into. (laughs) (laughs) So he came to us and he had an existing lot. it was a kind of a early '90s house, and you know they had a, a pretty hefty list of program requirements that we did not feel like the house would, you know, really be able to do. So we convinced him, Kevin convinced him to um, knock the house down and retain the slab so that we weren't starting from nothing. And um, we worked really closely with him and his wife and young child. And his mother actually lives in the house as well. So it was, yeah, so it's, um, it was an unusual or a little bit of a different program for us because it was a a multi-generational house. And also he wanted, uh, they're Hindi. And so we were going to be designing with these principles of Vastu um, so that we could align with these certain, you know, energy flows of the house. So tell me about that. Tell me about the... Um, alignment there and how you had to work with that and how it affected the the home there was a consultant uh that we had to send our uh design drawings to the consultant was on the west coast and uh periodically submitted to him progress schemes that he would examine and uh send back comments and we would incorporate those comments and it 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 was actually very helpful it kept the the process moving in linear fashion. And it really did. It was never a problem. Once we understood what the rules were, it really helped the design. It's kind of like any other client requirement. You just, you know, it's a challenge. You figure it out. And I think it made the design better. I agree. I think and, it made the design a better design. That's a really, really interesting point, A, eh? because it could have gone completely the other way mm-hmm. unless you guys were prepared to actually give in to it and work, you know, create the Mm -hmm. journey. And the whole idea of that is to create that journey, like that the home is part of the journey of their life, et cetera, et cetera. So it um, must have been a really, whilst whilst they'd worked with Dick Clark before in the commercial sense, it must have been a really big thing for them to go, you know, these are the, the right energy, these are the right people to take us forward in this process. Because clearly it's not an un, um, it's not just a flipping, it's flipping sort of like, oh yeah, well, we'll do this and we'll do this kind of thing. They're choosing the journey very carefully. So with the consultant, tell me about working with Vasu and what is Vasu? So you can explain it. That'd be really cool. Okay. I'm going to let Clara explain that to you. <laughs> Clara, you're on. Okay. Oh. <laughs> So with working with the consultant and actually, you know, improving the process, 
and the consultants are Vastu consultants. So tell me about Vastu because not everybody's going to know about it. It's a bit like Feng Shui, is it? Tell me more. Sure. It's, it's a kind of an energy systems of energy that go through the house. Um, and our, I mean, we really have a limited understanding in the, in the greater scheme of things, but our, you know, how it pertained to the project was um, the massing sort of alignments, the procession around the house. Um, the courtyard was a big um, element. And then the, like how the house kind of path, ended in the meditation room yeah um, I, I see it has a meditation room so um hopefully they'll have that open uh on the tour that meditation room and it's not very many homes that have a meditation room so this is a really no, sp- special thing and i oh. think what's particularly special about this one for me and in terms of you know surprises when you go on the tour is most of the meditation or yoga rooms that we do are kind of tucked away and very private and sometimes where you go to escape. But this one is very central in the home and you can see it from you know, almost when you walk in the front door, the kitchen, um, the den, living room. So they don't, you know, they don't see their morning, morning, afternoon meditations as something that they need to you know, go hide away and do. It's very central to their lifestyle. So that was um, kind of a surprising element that everyone. Should look I, I for. absolutely love that. So when um, they put in their original client brief that they were going to have a meditation room, you know, all of our minds so far would have run to. So this is this private spot that is, exactly. yeah, the, the complete opposite of what it was. And so, how did you discover that? And was that uh, obviously it was very central in the energy where it had to sit. Um, when you came into the design, I'd say. So tell me about that. That, that The meditation room is a big part of the program and uh, from the beginning. And it's kind of the engine room of the house that all of the circulation in the house sort of leads towards it and terminates at the meditation room. Wow. And um it probably took us a few times to get it right because yeah. it wasn't, you know, it's definitely not our instinct to so. put it where it was. And so I think we had a, a, quite a few back and forth with Sunil. And I remember getting a little bit of like a grid diagram from the consultant of where these pieces were to land. And so we just did a lot of testing and iterations. And finally, you know, Kevin and I caught up to what it was supposed to be and, and it made it way into the plan. But it came together really quick. They just, uh, the clients really communicated well. And if something was not uh, working, they'd immediately uh, let you know. And we'd come up with another idea. You don't like that idea? We got another idea. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I really think, thinking back, there was one moment of friction where we, you know, one of the, one of the requirements was that the the tallest mass was on the northwest corner. And so that would be where it is located now in that um, flex room. It's the, you know, the, the primary and the flex room that are on the second floor. But um, we had it over the, do you remember it was? Um, yeah. That's why the garage got separated. The, the original garage was attached to the house. Uh-huh. After the consultant, the Vash two consultants told us that in the massing of the house, the north, the, the there needs to be more weight, quote unquote, on the northwest corner of the house, which was exactly where the garage was. 
So we didn't want to have a, a two-story garage. So <laughs> we ended up convincing the clients that, well, okay, so the thing to do is we got to remove the garage. So you can see the garage is detached from the house. Yeah. We pulled it away. Why? Yeah. That's and why. Created a little kind of zen. And it created a really cool walkway to the house, which with a courtyard uh, between the garage and the house, you can see that little courtyard. Yeah. It's a really cool element. They have a cool sculpture in there. And allowed more natural light into the laundry room. So it's a great design. That's an example of how we made the rules work to our favor to make a stronger design. Oh, yeah. It's like this this thing. Uh, it's an really interesting. It, it goes to my brain is, is it, uh, it does a couple of things. One, separating the garage uh, means that we separate the noise, fumes, everything else that come with cars. Those are that's all changing sensibilities with electric cars anyway. But that's we're, we're, that's one of the great health benefits of having it separated. But then also the fact that you created a transition journey. To all too often, you know, homes you open the garage, the door out of the garage, and walk into the you know maybe the mud room or the back of the laundry or something like this, and you bypass this. Um, transition journey you kind of don't get the most beautiful transition journey yet your guests come through your front entrance and get a full journey um and so designing it like you said where you got the sensibility of something that was required from the rules but then making it into something that was beautiful that's really cool you're absolutely right. And that's the journey that they experience 98% of the time. So mm. it's really beautiful. How how fabulous. So that's actually again on the tour. Probably the garage will be the garage will be um closed. However, do just wander down to the door and just look at what they do as when they come home most of the time. With it, you were saying to me earlier that the front entrance was on the eastern side. Again, I'm picking this was a you know a rule that uh right tell me about that one well it was just that the the energy wanted to be unobstructed going into the house from the east so um we kind of turn the front door so that it's off the the front of the house which is kind of a typical move for us anyways but i Mm -hmm. remember you can see um opposite the front door we had a, a parapet wall and that actually, that was too much obstruction. So actually there's nothing there. Yeah. So opening that up kind of allowed um, the right energy to come into the front door. Mm-hmm. And with, had you ever done a home with a meditation room before? Was this a first? Mm-hmm. That was a first for me. I've yeah. designed a few with meditation rooms, but it was nothing like, um, Nothing like this. That's right. Yeah, wow. I was going to ask about the energy that um, the, that the courtyard creates. So right. yeah, one of the reasons I, I want to dig into all this is, is because people will come to the home on the tour and they will have no idea of why so many elements matter so much. Um, and it, it may be for them, it may not be for them, but just going through this journey is like, it gives people such an insight into meeting a client brief, meeting, meeting the brief of, of what needs to happen, um, to get 
a the home for the client but be the home for the that piece of land and its environment so yeah please do tell me about that the courtyard was actually an idea that came from the client i believe it was our very first meeting design you know presentation meeting we had with them it was um, critical to the boss i too. think i think that uh, it's critical to both too but it's also i believe it comes a lot of uh, hindu houses in india it's a traditional aspect of a, of a of a house and it's uh, meant to get a lot of natural light and fresh air and so part of the bus to you know purpose is to have a healthy well well feeling home right. and so we we definitely made it you know once that being decided we made all of the circulation throughout the house work around that courtyard to where from every point of the house you're there's a view to that courtyard. You engage it yeah yeah yes and and the circulation Again, it, all the circulation in the house terminates at that meditation room, but it all circulates around that courtyard before it termin terminates at that meditation room. Yeah, wow. Fascinating. What a cool um, experience. If, you know, with them having a Hindu belief, um, how would it be as a home for somebody who didn't know the energy or didn't know the, you know, if, if they were to sell it and, um, somebody else right. came to it. What would it be like for somebody who's just got a regular Western culture? I, you know, I, I think it works for anyone, really. I, I really do. I think you know, it could. It it's just it, it makes for a beautiful, you know, view as soon as you enter the house. Mm -hmm. And as far as the function of the room goes, that room could easily one day become, you know, I don't know, a, you know, a television den, a private den for. Yeah, wh but whatever. Really, yeah. House, I would say the house is really about friends and family coming together. And so that really applies to any family. I mean, mm -hmm. this is a special house in that we weren't designing for, you know, a huge house for two people to rattle around in. This is really a house that's constantly full of people. You know, I've been over there four times this year and every time <laughs> there's a new group, you know, friends or family from in town staying over, having a meal. Um, you know, their their requirements were pretty clear on, um, you know, they have this kind of revolving um Oh, revolving through. front door they're always open to another oh, group there's, there's always people there the the client's mother who hers you know we provided she has sort of a, a mat her own master suite within uh -huh. the house and it's next to the meditation room which was that was purposefully uh configured that way but it's almost like a house within a house she's she's the matriarch of the family she's very involved in the hindu community of austin uh, she often uh, orchestrates meetings at their house uh -huh. of her friends and um, uh, fellow uh, Hindus that come. And the living room is hers, we've been told. Yes. Yeah, right. Live her realm. But her, uh, her own bedroom, bathroom, closet suite, her own master suite is almost like a house within a house. So we designed it to be the stone on the exterior comes inside into the hallway and it surrounds her whole suite. And oh, so the, the, the uh, so stone like veneer little, makes it feel like it's her own house. A little stone a cottage, house. I guess. So you'll yeah. so the stone wall you see across from the courtyard is... That's decided. her house. That's her private realm. Wow. 
how cool and look this is it's so good to hear this and um I'm hoping that the listeners really get lots out of this as well in the depth of experience they get when they go through the home. Uh, I mean, I've seen the photos of it and it's an absolutely stunning home. Uh, but beyond that, the journey of the home is something that's really, really special. Um, the So when you come back, because all the guests that come on the homes tour will come through that eastern front door, Um and you were telling me that the Eastern door was uh, had a lot of design input from their son. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. That's right. He did um, a, an apprenticeship with us during the design process. So we were able to kind of walk him through the other side of the design process, not being the client. And yeah. he learned, learned loads and ended up designing the front door for the house and um, had magic. a lot of input and did a lot of selections. He had a lot of input. He sat in on every design meeting and he was very interested and, and opinionated. And opinionated. And yeah, how his, awesome. His bedroom suite is located right next to his grandmother's and that was like also intentional. They have a special close relationship and they wanted to be physically close to one another. Um, but he... It, the the whole family dynamic w- was what really set this project apart from many of our other projects, in my opinion. Yeah, 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 yeah. It informed the whole process. Um, it's, it's fabulous, really fabulous. So um, your own special moments when touring in the house, if you were to take me on a little journey, so we've, we've rocked up to the front door, um, what would be the pieces you'd ask me to pause and see uh, if you're walking me through? And you've possibly both got different. So do feel free to talk over each other and say what it is sure. that each piece of that journey. Well, I think you're naturally going to want to, you know, you'll go through, come into the entryway and, and walk through the living room. And I think mm-hmm. the, the tendency will be to walk around the den um, the kind of stone cottage room and end up in the meditation room and probably go out to the pool. But I'd say that um, take a little extra time and look, I'd say some of the unexpected things you you might find are um, there's a hidden craft room in the den. So just beyond the bookshelf, you'll see all of their kind of um, workroom crafts that their grandmother does. And then also in Rohan's room, um, you know, we did these, 12 on 12 root roof pitches, which you know in, ends up leaving a lot of attic space. And I believe it was Rohan who had the idea of like, could we put a play loft above above our above my bathroom? We thought, yes, that's a great idea. So take a, a look in his room, which you'll want to go into anyways, because there's um, you know, this really cool kind of trampoline net over the whole over his bedroom. So um look up there, there's a little library and um there's a few other things that are going to be unexpected as you walk through so fabulous um you know the uh the whole house i think has a sense of of people that are happy who love life and want to have fun in the house that it just there's a lot of different you know the interior designers we work with uh, came up with some really interesting colorful interior finishes and uh, some of my, I, I, you know, the, the, you know, the meditation room is an interesting room, but it's glass on three sides. So mm-hmm. that when you're in the room, 
you definitely have a panoramic view of, of the entire site. The other interesting uh, space for me is the master suite upstairs is there's a view you can you can see, you do get a, a more of a view outside the site from the upstairs and from the master bedrooms you can see off in the distance across the highway you can see their hindu temple that they attend it's uh -huh. in full view which they love uh the idea of yeah i've been to that temple years before we ever did the project i went to a, a music show there by a uh, 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 Indian sitar musician. Uh -huh. I had a long conversation with a client about that one time. He, I think we were both there at the same time and didn't, <laughs> didn't know each other at the time because it was years before. But that bedroom, the master suite upstairs, and also there's a guest suite right next to the master suite, which we were Claire and I were thinking, well, you know, maybe it's a bit unorthodox for us. Do you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They want it separated, you know, they want their privacy upstairs, but they were like, no, when we have guests, we want them right now. We want, you know, we want to be with them up there. I love it. It's just that that um, cultural differences um, just open up so many, um, I suppose, innovation, innovative um, opportunities as well. And the it, circulation it really changes so much. Oh, yeah. It, it really did. Everything because our, you know, our, our orthodox way of thinking was like, oh, you know, they want to be by themselves in private and the kids and, you know, separate all that. They're like, yeah. no, no. We want, we want, we want six people sleeping next door. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Like, just incredible. Like, and so again, when you're touring the home, take this in that this is you know, very very purposefully created um for their cultural and the way they live um and of course you know that's part of great architecture especially in custom homes is to meet the client's needs um because it's so individual i love it i love it i can't wait to see it that's so cool it, uh to to so know the background is so, so wonderful. Adrian, you're going to be here for the tour this year? That's the plan. Hey. <laughs> I missed the last two because of um, COVID. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, we don't know. I don't, you know, the clients are usually not there during the tour. I don't, sometimes they are, though. You never know. Yeah. I'll be sure to introduce you if, they, if, yeah. if you are, they are there because – these clients are really, they're, they're just, they were just some of the best clients we've ever had. They were interesting and uh, polite and just uh, always uh, very communicative with information that even the trivial things that you wouldn't think factor into design, they really did because they, they had so many things that they do as a family and that they wanted to be able to do, to continue to do. And we really, Claire and I both really thought a lot about the things that they that went on, that go on with their family. And we wanted to make that. It, there was a lot of design uh, input that went into that. Yeah. Those. I, I think, you know, in a situation like this, of course, you have to park and you have to go through the process that then allows you to park your um, current thinking. And so then you you the closeness that, develops because you can't run with any assumptions anymore 
um, you have to really shift yourselves to be in their space uh, because there's, the assumptions aren't correct. The, the, you know, like you'd, you'd just constantly be battling yourself or battling them unless you actually move over to the program. I this bet you had some gr great conversations together going, oh, well, damn, who thought of that? Like, there <laughs> have been so many things <laughs> okay. that it revealed. Just, yeah. they, the more the clients participate, and what, they were so excited about the design and they were very uh, eager to participate. And that, mm -hmm. that was what made it such a pleasure. And it really, they really did des destroy a lot of these preconceptions that you're saying that you have mm -hmm. with oftentimes have with designing a residential project. And this one was, a, it really destroyed a lot of those. Which is fabulous because every project forward of this that you do, you've got different eyes for it as well. Like, um, you know, you, you explore it in a different way. I, I think it's an amazing journey and, um, you know, create an amazing really home. We love residential architecture because each one you kind of is a different set of conditions just because the yeah. client's going to be different. Yeah. And we use our experience, but really it's it's their house and it's a whole their world. I, I always love to say to clients, you know, this is um I'll never live in this home. So don't take too much from my perspective. Um, I'm trying to won't learn your perspective because Unless you give it to me, it's not. I'm not not going to ever live in it. You know, it's, it'd be a rare day that any of us go and live in one of our clients' homes. Um, right. uh, last year, I was with Glenn Mercutt, who you'd know from Australia. Oh yeah, I yeah. Know who that is. So Glenn, um, he actually lives in a house he designed for a client. He <laughs> he bought it from the client, and it was a fairly early on house in his career. Um, but he bought it from the client um, yeah, years later when she wanted to sell and move closer to family. Um, yeah. So, yeah, pretty amazing to live in his own structure and especially because his journey's been long since then. Um, that makes a difference as well. You know, I mean, at 82, 83, I think he is. Um, he still does one house a year, and uh, but he but he lives in a house that he designed when he was, you know, maybe in his forties or something. So I attended a lecture he gave at UT a number uh -huh. of years ago. He's a great guy. He's a oh, yeah. incredible, incredible architect and incredible human. Yeah. Um, so, is there anything else you um, would like to tell me about the house? Like, uh, you know, when you're arriving at the home. Um, people are going to walk down the driveway and uh, mm -hmm. what are they what are they going to see because that door being tucked around the side you know off the main facade um, how do they get guided to there yeah if if you look at it when you pull up it, it it's pretty obvious that that's where the entry is even though you cannot see, see it. the entry door no, there's a there's a gable, there's a stone gable. But there's a that big gable that leads you in. Uh, I love an entry where you don't see the front door when you drive mm -hmm. up. I yeah. like that. A lot. Yeah, yeah, I think we it's had some doing that, and we and we made that. We we were not at all uh, hesitant to do that. No, but the massing I think makes it, and the materiality make it obvious that if Just you walked really up, clear. you would never back door. It to really go. does. Awesome. It really does. Awesome. 
Well, guys, thank you so much. It's um, fabulous. And I like, yeah, what a what a, an opportunity to experience something that is out of the norm um, in the way it's lived in uh, and the sensibilities around that. So I hope that uh, we get a, a, you know, a lot of people getting that understanding before they visit the home or, or even when they do, yeah. One, really one final uh, comment, if, if we have time. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. You know, one of the interesting things about, you know, I told you it went to construction right at the beginning of the COVID uh, lockdown. And so one of the results of that was that they, after the fact, added a uh, office slash cabana out by the pool, which was not part of the original design. They were thinking we might be, have to be working from home for a long time. And so we added that later and that became a really cool element to the overall design. It, it really, uh, it, you know, it caused us to rotate the pool from the original design from what you oh, see my. in the preliminary sketches. And that, that, that was a cool little project in and of itself. That's a great example of how COVID kind of changed not only yeah. our process, some you know real design elements um you can see what people will see when you walk in the office is it's not huge but it's a little kind of stone box articulated in the same way as the mm -hmm. um, mother-in-law suite yeah and you know this was going to be a, <clears throat> a great place for homework or some admin but you know when everyone had to work from home it wasn't going to quite cut it so having the extra you know, big office and pool bathroom and, you know, they use it, what they use as an exercise room now was um, sort of crucial for them getting through it. Yeah, cool. That's a really lovely little point to put in there. You know, one of the things that I suppose most people um, came to realise through lockdowns and COVID was we, we built these homes these days that have so many elements in them. You know, they're not simple like they were 50 years ago, you know. Um, they're, they're highly complex. It's a bit like your car, you know, a 50-year-old car versus a car now um, mm -hmm. is, is a very different beast. You know, one's computerized and done everything else and the other's still got carburetors. Um, and the houses, whilst we build houses for people to live in or design houses for people to live in, we don't design houses for whole families to be in all day long seven days a week we design them as transitional spaces between the outside world and the inside world and you know security and comfort and all these things and it showed probably some of the limitations because all, a lot of our entertainment's outside of our house even if we entertain at home but our expectation is to go to other homes to go to other places of work and all these things uh, schools you know and that that all came home and it probably redefines home design um, for the, for the future. Well, I think it has redefined home design for the future. As to, yeah. yeah. And again, like, and lucky for them in this case, um, if it had been a year earlier, wouldn't have been designed that way. Exactly. There would have exactly. been no, no knowledge of it. And yet, so it's almost like you've future proofed the home and I think people also have shifted because of the fact that 
you know, we saw a global, we have still seen, we're still seeing it, you know, a global upswing in people doing things to their home to make them more of a home to be in for longer periods of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's, that shift is something that uh, really will benefit homes. It will, it'll, be, it'll make them better places to live in. And yet it came from being locked into the ones that we already had. Well, for doing, you know, for them throwing that out at the, you know, final eleventh yeah. <laughs> hour, and boy, we were really seat of our pants trying to scramble. But I think it was very successful the way it came out. And it's a nice, it's a very nice element to finish off with on that project. Seems yeah. like it had been there from the beginning, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, just yeah. it was waiting to happen. Was, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Well, guys, thank you so, so much. That's been the most fun talking through this home. I feel like my mind's been blown and expanded. And um, yeah, I really enjoy that. Really, really enjoy that. Looking forward to seeing it and uh, catching up thank with you. Looking forward to seeing you in, in October. Yeah, cool, guys. Thanks. Thank you so much. Take care. Richard's Magic great. Arrows is brought to you by the Architect Marketing Institute. Clean, simple, sugar-free magic arrows that hit the mark for fast results. Let's fire a magic arrow into this week's problem. Now, I know feed pressure is one of the biggest things facing designers. It doesn't matter what level you're at. There is no one golden bullet for it. Uh, If it was, it was probably select the right type of clients. But if you're in a situation where you're being pressured on fees, I'm going to give you a way of dealing with it. And it's by asking say three questions and this is called takeaway selling so this is where you kind of offer something up and then you take it away and see if they follow you it's almost like imagine if you had some hot chocolate cookies and you had a plate full of them you put them in front of someone and then they went to reach out and then you you pulled it away and you see if they get up and follow you it's that type of thing so this is called takeaway selling so the first question you ask you say well why don't you just leave the situation as it is why why make the change that's an unusual thing for a designer to say. Well, why not just leave it as it is? And see how they answer. And then you might say, well, why did you want to speak to me? Why did you not get someone else? And see if they follow you. See if they answer properly. And the third question would be, well, why not do it later? Now, by asking these negative questions, you're going to get a lot more information out of someone than by trying to convince them to do it. Because by pulling the plate of hot cookies away, they're either going to react or they're not. And if they do react and give you answers and explain why it's important, then what they're doing is telling you how important something is. Now, while these magic arrows are great for fast results, when you're ready to run better quality projects from clients who value great design and are prepared to pay great fees, I've got a special training just for you. Go to archmarketing.org forward slash talk design. Take your magic arrow and fire at will.